Support for this podcast and the following message come from Wise, the app that makes managing your money in different currencies easy. With Wise, you can send and spend money internationally at the mid-market exchange rate. No guesswork and no hidden fees. Learn more about how Wise could work for you at wise.com. Today on State of the World, Ukraine prepares for winter attacks on infrastructure. Thanks for listening to State of the World from NPR. We bring you the day's most vital international stories, up close where they're happening. It's Wednesday, December 6th. I'm Greg Dixon. In Ukraine, there are a number of things you can count on in the winter. Cold, snow, and these days, Russian attacks on the power grid. Just like last winter, Russia has begun using missiles and drones to target Ukraine's electrical system, frequently knocking out power in the coldest months. Ukraine has been racing to prepare for these attacks. And as NPR's Nathan Rott reports, those preparations are being put to the test. To get just a small sense of the monumental task required to ready Ukraine's electrical grid for another winter of Russian attacks, consider this one power line. Damaged by shrapnel and running above snarled trees alongside a rutted dirt road in a formerly Russian-occupied part of northeast Ukraine. Sergei Morozov, the manager of this repair crew, asks us through our translator not to give its specific location for his crew's safety. As uh, the front line is closed, there still can be shelling, even here. Morozov and all of these repairmen work for DTEC, the largest private energy company in Ukraine. In flak jackets and helmets, they hack and saw at brush beneath the lines, careful to stay between two rows of candy-striped ribbons, demarcating where sappers, working some hundred yards ahead, have already swept for mines. A truck with a crane bucket brings up the rear, with workers like Valery Moskot restringing wire from pockmarked power pole to pockmarked power pole. It's a lot of work, man. There's a lot of work, A lot of work, And it's dangerous work. A military vehicle passes, and Morozov gestures to his work crews. Yeah, but you have to do it, because this means stability. Stability. The ability to heat your home, to charge your phone, to stay connected. Ukrainians say this is what Russia's targeted attacks on the country's electrical infrastructure are trying to disrupt, a tactic that was on full display last winter. They explicitly wanted to send us to the Stone Age. This is what they said. Volodymyr Kudritsky is the CEO of Ukrainergo National Energy, which operates Ukraine's electrical grid. We are responsible for uh, keeping lights on in the homes of Ukrainians. And you guys were pretty much the main target last year for yeah. a lot of Russia's attacks. Yeah, that, that's at least that's how it felt last year. <laughs> Around 1,200 missiles and a few hundred drones were launched at our object specifically. Three alone here at their headquarters in Kyiv. The nationwide attacks damaged or destroyed more than 40 percent of Ukraine's power grid by the end of last winter, Kudritsky says. Villages, cities, entire regions suffered temporary blackouts. If you look at the dates and you compare these dates to the temperature outside, you would see the very clear pattern that they were trying to target the energy system during the coldest days. When the country's broader electrical system was most vulnerable. 
Since the end of last winter, Kudritsky says repair crews have managed to get Ukraine's power grid back to 90 to 95 percent of its pre-war state. They've put in place new defenses and stockpiled equipment for quick repairs. But with temperatures dipping, Kudritsky and other Ukrainian officials warn those preparations are soon going to be put to test. We understand that the adversary is trying to accumulate as many missiles and drones as possible. Stockpiling of their own, Ukrainian officials warn, for when temperatures dip. Oleksandr Karchenko is the director of the Energy Industry Research Center, a Ukrainian think tank. He says he expects Russia to target Ukraine's ability to move energy again, to target substations, transformers. But in my mind and my perception, they will focus the attack uh, to our coal generation. Coal generation, the country's ability to make energy. Ukraine's coal-fired power plants are all more than 50 years old, Karchenko says. They're difficult to repair, easier to damage than a hydropower plant, less volatile than a nuclear one. We already uh, lost near 70% of coal generation. as That's the main uh, problem in our energy system right now. A report by the United Nations published earlier this summer estimates that Ukraine has lost half of its pre-war ability to generate electricity. We have to say that forecast is negative, that we will have a deficit. It's not Armageddon. It's not something that everyone will be killed. But he expects some regions to experience temporary blackouts or power rationing brownouts again in the coming months. Ukraine's power generation deficit is expected to be offset somewhat this winter by imports from the European Union. The country synchronized its energy grid with the EU shortly after Russia's full-scale invasion in 2022. But it's not enough to offset Ukraine's losses in production, Karchenko says, much less more losses in the future. Even not in this winter, but next winter and next, next winter, we have even more threats connected to the deficit of generation capacity. Which is why Ukrainian power companies like DTEK are still trying to bring new power generation online, like this wind turbine in southern Ukraine. Whoa. 122 meters. 122 meters. This was the first wind turbine built in Ukraine after Russia's full-scale invasion, says Maxim Bohadista, the plant's chief power engineer. It was part of a planned pre-war expansion of this power plant in these windy plains just north of the Black Sea. One turbine produces six megawatts. There are 19 turbines at this station now, 13 of which have been built during the war. Combined, Bohadista says, they provide enough power for 200,000 Ukrainian homes. Outside, under the rotating blades of the turbine, Bohadista says a strategic advantage of wind power is that it's harder to hit. You need 19 missiles or drones to hit 19 distance turbines. But more importantly, he says, it's another source of power. Every megawatt is important, he says, especially with a long winter ahead. Nathan Rott, NPR News, Northeast Ukraine. That's the state of the world from NPR. And here's where I ask for your support. But I'll make it fast. Look, it takes real effort and money to bring you these stories. Nate Rott spent weeks in Ukraine for today's episode. So please help us out if you can. And here's how you do that. You can sign up for State of the World Plus at plus.npr.org or in Apple Podcasts. 
or, or maybe and or, you can make a tax-deductible donation to your local NPR station. And of course, please rate and review us wherever you're getting this podcast while you're at it. We appreciate your support, and we appreciate you listening. So thanks, and we'll see you again soon. Summer is for going to the movie theater because it's too hot to stay home. It's for driving with the windows down, listening to your favorite music. It's for stretching out while you're on vacation to gobble up a TV show. For a guide to some of the TV, movies, and music we are most excited about this summer, listen to the Pop Culture Happy Hour podcast from NPR. Do you wish stories could unfold over three hours rather than three minutes? You tired of doom scrolling? Trying to find humanity? Or maybe a deeper understanding of why the world is the way it is? Listen to Embedded, NPR's original documentary series. Find us wherever you get your podcasts. On this week's Wild Card, we talk with Issa Rae about those moments where our lives could have gone another direction. Definitely wasn't supposed to be with that guy at all. At all. But I still think about it. I'm Rachel Martin. Issa Rae tells us how to make peace with the path not taken. That's on the Wild Card podcast from NPR, the game where cards control the conversation. 